0: Hey guys, this is The Real Estate Podcast and it's your host, Alex Kaufman. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I need you to do me a solid. Hit that subscribe button on your phone if you haven't done so already and share this episode with just one person. It's gonna help us get this information out to more people to learn about entrepreneurship and real estate. Thanks. Now let's dive into today's episode.
1: Yeah, that was my strategy was to make as many calls as possible and to just show up and to get deals done with you guys or anyone else. My number one goal was to build a reputation. And it was to build a reputation to not be the smartest person, but the hardest working person that anyone's gonna see. And how do you do that? You don't talk about it, you show up.
0: Welcome to the Real Estate Podcast. Today, we've got a very special guest, the one, the only, Elliot Elias with Elias Holdings. Elliot uh, is a a true inspiration. Uh, I love seeing what Elliot's up to every single day. We've been working together for the last, coming up on a year? Almost a year. Yeah, coming up on a year. It feels like so much longer than that. And Elliot's accomplished so much in 12 months. And so really excited to dive into... His story today, uh, I mean, (coughs) truthfully, Elliot has a story of uh, resilience, hard work, uh, hard work ethic, creativity, never taking no for an answer, constantly pounding the pavement. Elliot does what most uh, won't do, and Elliot has uh, achieved the results. So I'm just really, really excited to dive into his story today, his background, so that everybody can learn more about the one, the only Elliot Elias. Welcome, man. Appreciate you having me, man. What an introduction. I feel honored. I think that may have been the, uh, <laughs> the best introduction I've ever done. Man, I, I,
1: and I just hope yeah. to justify it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, my name is Elliot Elias. I'm founder and CEO of Elias Holdings. Um, I held, I started real estate about a year ago. This is the first place I've held my license. This is the only place I feel like you should hold your license as an investor or realtor. And uh, since then, I've been buying real estate. That's what I do full time. And I'm a son of an immigrant. You know, my parents came with nothing uh, to the U.S. to make a better life for themselves to escape the war. So, Where from?
0: From Lebanon. From Lebanon. Uh, let's let's dive into this story. So, how how old are you? Twenty five. Twenty five. And so, uh, your parents uh, moved to the United States from Lebanon. Yes. What? I, you have to forgive my, my ignorance, but what what was going on in Lebanon when they left?
1: Civil war. There was a battle between the Christians and the Muslims, and there was just no economy, the same way it is now. There's just no opportunity to make money over there, no matter how smart you are. So that's why so many foreigners come to the U.S., just to make money,
0: feed their family, and that's initially why they came here so your parents were they together in lebanon yeah and then moved here with with you guys or with kids no kids
1: no i was born here so my
0: dad came here he didn't
1: know a lick of english he moved he actually moved to the wrong state because he bought the wrong plane <coughs> ticket uh-huh and he's like he was just like screw it you know i'll just stay here learn english i'll mop the floors at night during the day i'll learn english and I'll get an engineering degree because that's the highest paid degree you can get. Is it? Yeah, well, not right now, but before. At the time? At the time, he was like, what's gonna pay the most? And it was engineering. Things have changed a little bit, right? But uh, that was his goal. And his goal was to do that and send money every single month to Lebanon because basically their piggy bank ran out. Um, Like I said, there's no economy. Yeah.
0: How, so, does uh do you still have family that lived there
1: all my family's there except for my parents and a few cousins
0: okay how long how long's has your parents been here for a long time and so there was the civil war going on yeah and uh and they were able to come here when was that do you know man that
1: was a while ago that was like 90s okay 91 92 when were you born 97
0: 97
1: are you the oldest do you yeah. have siblings i am i'm the eldest of four Okay. And I try to be a good uh, role model, but I can't always be. You know, I flunked out of college. I'm not the best role model, but I hope to make up for it with the future.
0: Yeah. Well, so tell me, uh, you've told me before that your dad did get his engineering degree, right? And he worked for uh, chemical engineering. He was doing
1: electrical engineering. Electrical
0: engineering. And y'all would travel all over uh, to work for, or he was working for what company? Chevron. Chevron. And so y'all travel all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like you lived in how many different places growing up? A lot. Russia, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia.
1: I recently moved here. Well, not recently, but it was about seven years ago until I actually moved here to the U.S.
0: Okay. Uh, and then y'all moved to Houston?
1: Yes. We moved straight to Houston. That's where my dad was located. He kept traveling after that. We stayed in Houston because... We wanted to take advantage of the universities here in Texas. So, you know, my dad strategically put us in the neighborhood of the school he wanted us to go to in hopes for us to graduate university here in Texas.
0: And so you did get into UT? Yeah, I did. When did you graduate high school? Uh,
1: 2015.
0: 15. And so you went to UT? Yeah. To become an engineer? Yeah. Do you like engineering? No. No? You do, though, in a sense. Can I curse on this podcast? Yeah, say whatever you want. Fuck no. Why not?
1: Because, man, it doesn't tap into the side of the brain that I need to stay hungry and
0: motivated and just alive. Well, but, like, the job aspect maybe does that. But, like, uh, you are an engineer. You're an engineer of deals. When you put it like that, yes. Like, cat makes fun of me because <laughs> I'm a part of uh, uh, Math Formulas Facebook group. Like, I like solving problems. I like solving formulas. Like, I don't want to go be a college professor, but solving problems is fun, right? And, you know, that's kind of what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe we engineer deals together, you know, but uh, the actual (coughs) practice of engineering...
0: Which is what? What does that mean?
1: Is basically either civil, electrical, mechanical, or industrial. And none of those roles are entrepreneurial. None of those put you in a position where you can... Do whatever you want in terms of, you know, you're kind of like built into a system. And I, and I want to shit on engineering, but it's like anything you go, any job you get after high school is basically going to be like that. So I'm not going to just shit on engineering. Engineering's great for people, and it takes like a lot of resilience throughout college to graduate with an engineering degree. But for me, just any job, like if I have to report to anyone, I feel like it would just drain me.
0: Yeah, I get it. It's a uh I know, I know what it is with you. It's the job versus the entrepreneurial side. But like, my mom's a civil engineer, uh, so I, right. I probably have some of that uh, in my DNA. Uh, you know, whatever's involved with being an engineer, but not necessarily the the employee side of it. Take the good things from it, yeah. and run with it. So you went to UT, right? Yes. Got accepted in UT with the goal of becoming an engineer.
1: Yep. I was young, hungry, wanted to be an
0: engineer. Did you actually want to be an engineer? Or this was the path that was laid
1: out or I did. And it's because it was the path that was laid out. I don't know any better. I didn't know what I wanted to do up until probably 6 months ago. Like hmm. everything has been a test of just trial and error, trial and error. Like with business or people or anything else, it's just like try it, see if it sticks. But now that I'm in real estate on the day-to-day grind, I believe truly this is my passion
0: yeah well didn't you get a job as an engineer Mm -hmm. or for an engineering firm or something
1: that's why i moved to austin it's because i got
0: a job here i thought you went to ut yeah
1: well i went to ut i left ut i wasn't making good grades Uh i went back to houston flunked out of that university university of houston (laughs) thank you for flunking me by the way and then i graduated at ut tyler where I got a civil engineering degree.
0: Oh, you did graduate college. Yes. Okay, and <laughs> got it. All right, so you did graduate from UT Tyler yeah. and you did become an engineer. Yes. And then that, uh, how long were you doing that for? About a year. About a year. And then when did, uh? so we met, I mean one of the, I'm sure we met prior, but the the one instance that I, I coined with truly meeting you was at that uh, event that we had that night. And uh, I don't think we had, you know, had a long conversation before and we just started talking and you're telling me and you ended up quitting your job the next day or something. Uh, But so you were doing it for for that long and you did have your real estate license. Like what uh, what inspired you to look into real estate or get your real estate license prior to, you know, joining TRE? Yeah, it's a good question. And
1: really what motivated me to do real estate was seeing how what built wealth for the most people on earth and it's real estate. And it's just one of those things I dove in. I was like, okay, let me get my license so I can at least be submerged in a real estate type environment, not necessarily to represent clients, but to be surrounded in a real estate environment and an entrepreneurial one at that, which you guys do perfectly, right? The whole nine yards. So I did that. I realized I didn't like representing clients. And really what got me to quit my job was seeing you and Matt wholesale that 700K deal mm-hmm. and just on the phone with the seller and just the back and forth and the way you just like had fun with it. It was just, I literally quit my job that night. And What'd you do,
0: and send an email in? No. <clears throat> I just, you just never showed back
1: up? I was like, I'm going to tell this guy face to face tomorrow I quit my job. I didn't tell anyone. I just pulled up and I finished the day. I was like, hey, Wade, I'm putting in my two weeks notice. I'm going to go pursue real estate full time and I'm here for as long as you guys need me, but just know that I'm going to I'm quitting and I'm just pursuing real estate. And that was the scariest thing I've ever done. Yeah. But looking back, I'm like, why don't I just do that sooner?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you had to have thought about it prior to that night, right? Or no? It's something I was thinking
1: about, but it's not something I calculated. Like usually when, like the way I envisioned it in my head was I save up six months of savings. I downgrade my lifestyle a little bit so that my expenses can be lower. But literally none of that happened. I quit my job that next day with no plan. With a gun behind my back saying elliot you gotta start making some income i think i had like eight grand in the bank and i used that to buy my first property so that was just a flush anyways
0: yeah do you remember that conversation we had i do tell tell the people what what it was or what happened that night you literally just told me well why not and i was like
1: well i don't remember it vividly this is what i remember i i just kept I approached you and I s- asked and I asked you for some advice of you know I was like hey should I quit my job um, you know this is engineering is not doing it for me this and that and you were like well why not and I was like and I just thought to myself I was like I don't know You're like okay and I was like well there's no roadmap and he was like what's well, f- you said it's funny you say that and then you took me to the room And you were actually making an entrepreneurial roadmap, Uh which I don't know if that one came out yet, but you actually were working on an entrepreneurial roadmap and you were like, this is the roadmap we're working on for people like you who want to quit their job. And I was, and I was just in shock. Yeah. I was just like, Oh my God. Like there is no way that this guy has a roadmap on his whiteboard and I literally just told him there's no roadmap. There's like, it's just a
0: jungle out there, which it is, but. You didn't follow the roadmap anyways. I didn't? (laughs) No, you just, you wanted to form your own path, which is good. I mean, that's what it takes. And we brought you in there and uh, we were having an event for the brokerage and uh, we were working on wholesaling some land at that time. And I brought you in there so you could witness that. Uh, And then I didn't know you quit that night though, which is pretty cool. The next day, yeah. So what was, uh, so after that, you know, that was when we were at the Round Rock office. Quit your job. And then all I remember after that, I don't know if you did stay your full two weeks or no, did you? I did, yeah. Yeah, so after your two weeks, you would come in every single day. And uh, you were, other than me and our staff there, you were the only one who would come in every single day. You know, most people, as you know, I mean, no one's here right now, uh, you know, say like yeah, I'm going to put in all this effort. I'm going to work hard or whatever. But Elliot was the only one there cold calling all day long. And so, and you didn't necessarily follow the roadmap. I mean, like, uh, you know, the roadmap is uh, different things like leasing, represent clients, so on and so forth. But you found your groove, right? Like you got in there, you figured it out. You found out what worked for you. Uh, you didn't really ask that many questions, right? It's not like you were leaning on us to, to do this for you. You just went in there, got busy every single day, we would provide feedback where we could or answer any questions that you had along the way. And then I remember like, I don't know, very fast, you bought your first property, right? Yeah.
1: That was my strategy was to make as many calls as possible and to just show up and to get deals done with you guys or anyone else. My number one goal was to build a reputation and it was to build a reputation to not be the smartest person, but the hardest working person that anyone's going to see. And how do you do that? You don't talk about it. You show up. So I just went and I made calls. I got shat on all day and I didn't know what I was saying. I didn't know what I was doing. But every now and then, maybe you and Matt would come in with some nuggets of advice and uh, just put me in the right track a little bit. But that was my strategy was to show up and make calls. And I still make the calls today, Mm -hmm. maybe not at the office but that hunger is still there and uh yeah i got my first deal i think 3 4 months after i quit
0: my job it seemed faster than that was it yeah it seemed pretty immediate yeah cuz you had spent your your savings on it i think it was quicker than that yeah, don't quote it me it seemed like like 2 weeks maybe Honestly, or you at least like located it. And within like a, a month or 45 days, you'd bought it.
1: I was making some calls before I quit my job. Like I would stay after my engineering job, probably after five o'clock, I'd make sure no one's at the office and I would just start cold calling realtors as well. That's how I found my first deal. So I think that one was cooking before I quit.
0: And so how many, how many deals? So that was 12 months ago, give or take. How many uh, deals? How many properties do you own right now?
1: And I sold that one on a wrap today, by the way. Congrats. Good work, man. (laughs) Thank God, by the way. Yeah. Um, But yeah, right now I own 16 properties. I've done a few wholesales. I've represented a few clients, but uh, right now where we stand, I own 16. I might sell a few. I'm working on buying a few more. Just depends on the exit strategies right now.
0: So you currently own 16
1: or 15 after selling? So 15 after selling it's still going to cash flow because so the deed is in her name, the buyer, mm-hmm. but it's still cash flows for me because I'm selling it owner finance.
0: Yeah. How much? About cash
1: four flow. or 500 a month. Yeah. Good work. That's awesome. And I don't own it. No yeah. taxes, insurance. I don't have to no put a single dollar in the maintenance. Yeah. No more crackheads.
0: Yeah. <laughs> how, uh, how much more do you uh, sell it for than you bought it for? Uh, about the same, same price. Yeah. Well, the first one you bought for like 60, right? and then you fixed it up and then you refinanced it because you were buying these cash, right? So
1: hard money. So I put on the down payment to fund it hard money and I was all in about 100K. It appraised for 160K and I pulled the cash out. So now my total loan balance is 112K and uh, it appraised at 160, right? And I also sold it at 160K. So I really broke even but where I made money was the difference in the interest rate.
0: Yeah. Well, you've made money in many different ways. You bought it for how much? About 80. Yeah. You're all in at a hundred. So you made 60 there. Right. And now you're going to make the $500 profit every single month. Right. And you got your down payment. How much? 10 K. So their balance is like one fifty. Yeah.
1: So whenever she sells it, I will redeem the rest of my equity there.
0: Yeah. Well, good work, man. Thank you. And so the other fifteen, these are all rentals. Yeah,
1: rentals. All? Some are flips in the making, so they're gonna sell here pretty soon. They're almost done. Some were Airbnbs. I tried that out. I didn't like it.
0: Uh, but right now we own sixteen. Uh, you and some other partners and stuff.
1: I have about two partners. We own three properties together.
0: Good. All right. What? Uh. Um. And so you seemed very happy about the seller finance. Are you looking to do that with the others or yeah i want to do it with everything
1: i want to replace my time i want to start investing in real estate i don't want it to be my job anymore so uh, how do you do that you just sell the property but you make cash flow and i'd rather be the bank than a landlord so these guys are paying me interest every month i think i did the math by the time they finished paying me off i would have made 350k on the property with interest for a
0: thirty-year loan, correct. Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, and I sold it for one hundred sixty k, right? And I don't have to. I don't have to touch it unless they default for whatever reason. Then I have to go through the same process again. But I don't want to be a landlord anymore. I mean, even being a even hiring a property manager, you know, that takes time out of your schedule.
0: Mm-hmm. You're also the GC, the I'm, deal finder, acquisition manager. Asset manager. Everything, man. You yeah, was so many hats. Yeah. Well, um, all right. And so 15 properties, just sold the 16th, and you buy all, these are all in Colleen.
1: Yes, so there's a few in Temple, one in Austin, but most of them are in Colleen.
0: Colleen, Temple, Austin. So we're here, for those who don't know, we're here in Austin, Texas. Uh, and around Austin, there's a lot of good suburbs like Round Rock, Georgetown, Cedar Park, Leander, Hutto, Taylor, uh, Kyle, Buda, Manor. Uh, but you notice when people are listing good suburbs, no one mentions Colleen typically. <laughs> uh, so tell tell us why you chose Colleen, and what you found out by investing there, and what's been successful, what hasn't been, what you've been focusing on buying. Colleen, I
1: chose Colleen because it's the cheapest point of entry to get in I could not afford to get into Austin and you got to realize when I got into real estate there were bidding wars I couldn't touch a property especially in Austin Mm -hmm. and the same was in Colleen. it was the same case but even if I was competing with other people my barrier to entry was a lot lower so if I fell on my ass I probably wouldn't break a bone I'll just get a bruise up there and I just ever since then I just really understood the market and I'm like, you know what? I already understand the market. I already have a good network up there. Let me just keep what's working going, even though I hate that place. Personally, I love it from a business standpoint. I would never live there. And I think it's a good balance of like, okay, maybe I go once a week, take care of my things and the rest of the week I'm here in Austin. I love Austin, by the way. Mm and uh yeah i mean Colleen is just one of those places where once you start talking like i door knock a lot right and when you talk to a lot of people you get the inside scoop of what's going on who died who sold this property who's buying this property and i'm basically like my ear is to the ground so much over there where it wouldn't make sense for me to leave so maybe it was a curse buying my first property up there i don't know but uh
0: well, what have you learned though? So like, what have you learned from investing in clean? What do you like about it, not like about it? Well, I learned that tenants,
1: if you plan on holding property, tenants are like the lifeline of your business and the tenant pool is not too great up there. You know, I just did two evictions on properties that I put over 40, 50 K of work into. Now I got to put another 20 K into them because they don't care about the property and it may be because of you know the wages they make up there it may be because of anything else like you know here your tenant in austin could be an employee for apple up there it's someone who works at 7-eleven and is doing drugs on the weekend right so i learned or that. Or the weekdays and and the weekdays (laughs) literally and in the bathroom and the garage in my property yeah so i learned i learned how to deal with those difficult people up there man i mean that's the biggest thing
0: yeah okay uh and well so what are you going to do differently now though so you were putting you were making these nice like really really nice do you still do that yeah not to the level of extent that i was doing them but
1: you know i you got to Know where you're investing. If I'm buying a property in Westlake, I'm gonna put granite countertops. I'm gonna go all out, right? I'm gonna put 50, 50 60k into the rehab. If I'm doing them in Colleen, all I have to do is put enough money to where I can get it to appraise to where I want it to. Anything more than that, I'm just—it's just a hobby. Mm-hmm. It's not an investment anymore. So. Right. I kind of learned where to cut back. You
0: remember those those paper baseboards we saw at that apartment that one day? Oh, my God,
1: man. And he was telling me he was telling you that they recently fixed him up. That was literally a trap house. Is that typical, though, Colleen? For the most part. But you can't charge top rents. You can't appraise for top when you do that.
0: Yeah. So uh, you've learned more about your tenant base, Uh, the reality of, of owning real estate and and the, the headache, uh, you know, that people always talk about with tenants, uh, came true and clean, but are you now more picky about what type of tenants you get or are you still managing yourself or you have a manager?
1: I have a property manager Good. and it's changed a few times, but yeah, I am a lot more picky with my tenants and who I work with too. Like property managers, um, uh, I mean, for all, for all I know, they have to be managed as well. Like, I'm managing the property managers, so maybe they don't exist to where you don't have to manage them. But, um, yeah, it's just anyone I work with, I'm being a lot more picky. GCs, contractors, tenants. That's why I like selling these things owner finance. I sell them, and I don't have to worry about them again.
0: So is that your plan moving forward for all real estate? Yeah. Buy it, sell finance it? Yeah. You don't want to hold anything long term? You no. just want to hold the hold the debt in
1: my mind. I'm holding them long term still without. But I don't get to access the equity if they do appreciate. Right. I do get to access the equity when they sell the property. But my game right now, I'm laser focused on cash flow. And the best way I can cash flow and bring back more time for myself is by selling these owner finance. And then I can start targeting more flips, bigger deals. Uh, things that I always want to do bigger commercial buildings. The single family for me is like a means to an end.
0: Yeah. So these specific properties you want to do that with, but you do want to buy and hold other real estate for the Absolutely. long term. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bigger Should. bigger assets.
0: Cash flow and deals. Absolutely. Do these cash flow? Which ones? The fifteen. Barely, like a
1: hundred bucks. A water heater goes out and I'm negative for the year. So no.
0: Yeah. Okay what uh all right so it's been 12 months you've acquired 16 properties you just sold one you flipped a few right wholesaled some deals uh and you truly embody uh what we talk about as the uh, entrepreneur path you know like uh, i was on live earlier drawing pie chart and saying like wholesalers when they go to meetings uh with sellers you know they they uh they get to satisfy like 1% of the entire pie chart. You know, that 1% of people they talk to are gonna wanna sell their property for 50% of what it's worth. But there is those people out there. And so wholesalers, you know, go out there and they miss out on all the opportunities. Same with listing agents, right? If you're just a listing agent, most people don't wanna list their house. Uh, but if you're able to go there and be creative and take it any which way to get a deal done, you'll get a lot more deals done, you'll help a lot more people. And you truly embody this uh, better than, than most people that we know. And so, you know, what, uh, what have you really kind of learned in order to do this? It's your engineering mind, engineering deals together, or what have you kind of found out or what's been pushback you've gotten, you know, from kind of going through this process?
1: I mean, it, it, <coughs> I look at everyone who's just one-tracked and I just think to myself, why aren't you doing more? Why aren't you taking more of the pie? Why are you only taking your slice? You're going to eat it, and then you're not going to get any more. You're just going to leave the rest of the pie for everyone else. I want to get fat. I want to eat the whole pie. How do I do that? I have to have a lot of tools in my toolbox. Wholesaling. I have to be a realtor. I have to be an investor. And I have to know how to make money. If there's a way to make money in real estate, I have to know how to do it. I'm not going to be one of those people who are just like, I specialize in just this one thing. And this is the only thing I do. I'm an investor and I'm hold my license as well. And I make commissions on almost all my deals, by the way, which is great. So, and I encourage anyone who's an investor to hold their license and, you know, just like I said, having a bigger slice and a bigger piece of that pie is just a no brainer to me. It's, I've had listings that way. I've been able to give investor advice which has led to word of mouth clients. I my main goal right now is to buy real estate, but if anyone ever needs anything else, let's just go ahead and list it.
0: Yeah. Cool. What uh you're uh you started being more active on social media recently. I don't know, like this year, right? Yeah. Uh and you really kind of document your journey. Uh, I love it. You're truly trying to inspire people. You're giving people advice. Uh, you bring people along. You know, kind of what you got going on uh, during your day. Uh, and we've talked about this before about how you know this journey can be kind of lonely, and not many people understand it. And you know, we've had uh, conversations about losing relationships and friends and things like that because you know being so focused on. The goal and the objective and being better um, and you're very consistent uh, with everything that you do it seems like uh, just from watching you know in person and also what you put on social media and so walk us through kind of your mindset a little bit if you can and kind of how you developed this mindset where it came from uh, what you hope to teach other people and you know what you hope that uh, other people can get from it by kind of following what you got going on.
1: My goal is not to inspire or motivate, it's to show how this business actually is. And if you actually go down a path to where you wanna be one of the greatest ever, or you just go down a path of most resistance, you're gonna lose a lot of things along the way. Maybe it inspires some people, maybe it brings on some hate from other people. Everything I see online is very positive and you know everything that i've gone through personally uh, a lot of it has been negative but you know what that negative stuff pushes me and drives me so much and it Mm -hmm. inspires me so my content is not for the masses but i hope it inspires that person who is like uh to get out of their shell a little bit and be like you know what my purpose is more important than anyone um opinion of me right now and even though they hate me for the short term in the long term um i'm gonna look back they're gonna look back and they're gonna be like holy shit, this guy was a genius and this guy no matter what happened was laser focused and did his own thing so i'm glad it inspires people and i'm glad it brings on hate as well because it just shows how many people are weak out there like honestly like you don't have to post this if you don't want to, but I feel like, Say it. I, I mean, I'm going to talk my shit like to do what me and you do takes a lot of sacrifice. It takes a lot of like, I don't know. I don't know how many friends you have. I can probably count my friends on one hand when I had my engineering job, I can count my friends on 10 hands. And honestly, it's been such a cleansing and you know, it may suck in the, f- in the um, immediate moment, but when you look back and you realize all the shit you had to go through, (laughs) all the negativity that not only the people you love give you, but like the people you try to do deals with give you, Uh, like I may not have the best reputation, but I'm damn well the hardest worker out there. And um, you know, I'm glad it motivates
0: people. I think you got a good reputation i think uh i think people just view things differently like uh you talked about like your content's not for everybody uh that's the type of content that i actually enjoy watching like i watch your content every day Uh, i also love hearing david goggins i also love hearing you know people like that i don't like hearing like someone asked me the other day and nothing against tony robbins i really haven't uh listened to much of his content but like I'd rather listen to uh, someone talk about going through hell and like pushing through something and fighting than, you know, like, you know, bunny rabbits and rainbows and stuff. Because it's real. (coughs) Like, that's
1: that's what it is. That's what business is. Like, it may inspire the people who are um, at a probably preliminary state of their career. But guess what? You're going to realize that there's sharks in the water once your hand gets bitten off. And you're going to realize that. And all you can do is basically say thank you and learn from it and move on.
0: Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, I think you have a good reputation. Uh, like, uh, to me, uh, you know, here here's one thing that I can always say about Elliot is that he's going to work hard no matter what. He's extremely disciplined. He's extremely consistent. And if he says he's going to do something, he's absolutely going to do it. I mean, that's a pretty good reputation in my opinion. I'll take You it. know, Versus... Uh, I'd rather have that reputation than, you know, Alex was best friends with everybody. Cause in all honesty, I mean, it's not even possible to be best friends with everybody. And I don't really want a lot of friends. I'd rather, uh, you know, be by myself and get things done and do what I want to do versus try and be liked by everybody.
1: It's overrated. Like being liked by the masses only means that you're putting your, it only means that you're not being yourself your true self will be liked by people who can resonate with you. And, you know, that's why we can only count our friends with one hand.
0: Yeah. Well, what, uh, um, what do you, what do you want to say to those who who do follow your content or for those who are watching you for the first time today on the real estate podcast, you know, about, uh, you know, what they should do in order to get started if they haven't, or if they're going through a tough time right now, what they should do. Yeah, I mean, if you are going through a tough time and you
1: don't know what your passion is, but you know you have that spark to where once you find it, uh, you're gonna go and you're gonna basically run a race, uh, just do something that makes you feel uncomfortable, no matter what it is. I could have said I wasted 10 years of my life doing engineering, going to school, this and that, but those were all failed attempts to do something that I wasn't supposed to do. And it took me up until now to realize what my passion was. So for anyone out there, just you don't have to be so calculated, say yes as much as you can up front right now until you find something to where you get excited to wake up. You wake up at 5 a.m. You're excited to do the thing you do. And if anyone talks shit, it only means you're doing the right thing, I promise you. So for anyone out there who is on the fence, does not have motivation or doesn't feel like they're meant for too much in life, um, I'm not here to motivate you. I'm here to tell you the reality of it. And if you're ready to go down this path, uh, let's talk more. I mean, I'll share my information yeah. and I'd love to just
0: have that discussion. We're not done yet. We'll we'll get you to put your stuff at the end okay. in a second. So what you talked about it a little bit, uh, but what's the future of Elias Holding? So you talked about, Seller financing these deals that you currently own, uh, looking for bigger, better deals that cash flow. I mean, do you have like a 10 year picture of where you want Elias Holdings at, or, or what does the future hold?
1: Yeah, I want Elias Holdings <coughs> to be more than just a real estate company. I want it to basically be a piggy bank to all my passions, which is music, maybe have a record label one day, maybe own restaurants. My goal is to. Go to basically every place I go to in a week to be owned by me, whether it's a coffee shop or my house or um, a restaurant or whatever it may be. I want it to say Elias Holdings, and I want to go in there and get everything for free. That's my goal.
0: Okay. And but you
1: know, uh, it only you happens. You gotta pay your
0: businesses, dude. You got. You should
1: pay for your products. Don't just get them for free. Nah, man, they're, I'm cheap. I'm not gonna pay lies holdings, but y'all should. Uh, but you know, it doesn't happen without owning real estate. And if if I continue to buy real estate, I don't see any reason why I shouldn't get there. I just have to have a much bigger mindset. Um, you know, I I personally stopped buying single family because um, of some input you gave me. Right, you said you know, single family was just it was great when the market was great, but now when you have one vacancy you're making zero cash flow. When you have a 10 unit and you have one vacancy, you're still making cash flow. So, you know, the path to wealth is probably commercial and multifamily and those bigger deals, which I know you're targeting right now.
0: Yeah. Well, what can uh, what can our viewers do to uh, like, what are you looking for? How can they bring you a deal? How can someone come and partner with you?
1: I think the biggest thing y'all could do is find me someone who's motivated to sell no matter who it is. And me and you will work together to basically close that deal. And if you need help with anything real estate related, when it comes to talking to the sellers, I'll walk you through it. My goal is to buy as much real estate as possible. So Single family, anywhere in Austin, Colleen or surrounding Austin area, that's where I buy right now.
0: Are you looking to hire anybody else right now?
1: Yeah. I'm always looking for people. Tell the people. Yeah. I'm, I'm always what are you looking for. I'm looking for people who are just hungry and I'll and I'll find a position for you. I have so many things that I do. I'm only one person and if I bring more people who are like minded, who are hungry and ready to go, we can be closing so many more deals. So Uh, If you're hungry and if you're ready to go and you're motivated, I can put you on the phones. I can get you out, seller appointments, uh, whatever I do. Basically, we can go ahead and shadow up until you can do it by yourself. We can create a badass team.
0: All right. And where can the people find you?
1: Find me on Instagram, Elliot Elias, 1L2Ts. You can find me on BiggerPockets and you can find me on LinkedIn. YouTube? Not yet.
0: You should start a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. You think people would watch that? Yeah, of course. You should do it it today. And then also one last thing before we get out of here. Uh, I got to mention it because you said this was your goal. I don't know if it's your goal or not, but I saw you post about it the other day about asking if anybody knew of any resources, but you're looking to start a charity for the end of the year. Still a goal or not?
1: It is still a goal. And before I start that charity, and by the way, my charity is triggered towards those who are mentally handicapped. So I want to figure out a way to have them provide a good use in society. So if anyone here listening works with them directly, has a family member or just knows any way that anyone can help, I'm here and I'm willing and it's something I want to do by the end of the year. So thank you for mentioning that.
0: Yeah, I'm holding you accountable. Thank you. All right. Thank you for joining today. Thank you, Elliot. I'm very excited to see what happens in 10 years when I'm coming with you and we go get a sandwich for free, some coffee for free. You got a massage for free. (laughs) No, I'm with the big dog. Appreciate you having me, man. Yes, sir.